Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Late Night Date Night, the podcast where once a week I sit here and try to fill the empty void left inside of me from my co-host leaving. Uh, today, uh, I have a very special guest, Louisa Renee Miravet Hoff. All of it? <laughs> That's my whole name! I, I, feel like, I feel like I would only do it justice if I did the entire name. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you want for short? Just Louisa? Is that fine? Yeah, or you can call me Renee. I think, like, you and my family are totally the only people that you call Well, I'm going to go Louisa because if anyone's going to watch this, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Renee was a good guest. And I'm going to be like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Renee was never a guest. So, I guess that's true because I hate when people are like, R-E-N-E-E or R-E-N-E-A. No, bitch. <laughs> R-E-N-A-Y. R-E-N-E-E is the worst spelling of that name. Oh, totally. I've had some Too many syllables. Uh, too many consonants. Totally. I've had someone spell it, though. And when I say somebody, I mean my family member that spelled it R-E-N-A-E-I. And I was like, what is happening? Trying to spell your name, though. Yeah. I, I You know what? I appreciate their uh, determination to get it right knowing you your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, they know me. They know me well. That's for sure. Uh, so anyone new to the show it's this is the new it's it's different this week so even if you're not new to the show you're not going to really know how it works but essentially both of us without talking beforehand have come to the table with a topic of our choice and we're just gonna have a fresh conversation about it uh i have heard beforehand that louisa has come with seven topics uh it's i don't know if we're gonna get to all of them because that's six too many uh, but we're going to see how it goes. Uh, I do have a new segment though, that I'm very excited about because, you know, if we're bringing on new guests, it's important to have like a get to know you segment. And the whole concept of late night date night is late night date night. I mean, it's in the title. If you don't understand, you're an idiot. Stop watching my podcast. Uh, <laughs> so I have a round of what I like to call, um, I don't know. Speed dating? Speed date. <laughs> so I'm going to put two minutes on the clock and you need to answer as many questions as you can. You, you're allowed to pass once. Okay. Okay. Sounds right. good. So I feel me, like I'm on the Ellen show. I feel like, I feel like maybe you should switch out of the headphones. I know we did a lot of work, but your audio <laughs> was better before that. <gasps> okay. This is... I don't know. It just go ahead and talk again. Oh, it's now they're still connected to the. Put it back in. Put it back in. But I can. But your audio is getting picked up from the headphones. Oh, that's because they're close. Oh, now it stopped. No, no, put it back. <laughs> oh no no no! Now put it back in. Yeah, because I can't hear you at all. All right, let's see. Go ahead and talk. Hello? Good thing it's a live show. Because <laughs> this is just a mess. All right. Okay. I'm going to get real close to my mic. Uh, so. I, I'm telling you, the mic that it's using is your headphones. It can't even hear you from the, the mic over there, Sue. Oh, no. Oh, Jubilee. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jubilee. All right. Are you ready? Oh, I oh. changed the mic. Is that better? Oh my god, you sound incredible now. I feel bad for anyone who listened to the beginning part of the show. Wait, I can't hear you. I don't know what's happening. Hello? I can, can you hear me? You sound the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably just delay in the how, how it is, huh? Oh, now I can't hear you. Now there's no sound. So funny. Oh, there you are. Hold on. I have no idea. This is such happening. a... Oh, this is what we should have... We should have uh, figured this out before I went live. Hello? I can hear you. Oh, cool. I think I figured it out. Okay. Because you sound really good now. Okay. Okay. Now, now that we're, we are completely <laughs> derailed. All right, uh, we're gonna get back to the speed dating section. So two minutes to answer as many of these as you can. And I want real answers. Don't like just shout a single word, okay? I want your truest answer. Okay. All right, are you ready? 
I am ready. What are your interests? Uh, plants, cooking, and Sailor Moon right now. Okay. What's your favorite color? Uh, blue. Okay. Tell me a secret. Um, I think I need to go back to therapy, but I'm unsure about doing it. And I do want to do it, but I don't want to do it. It's this thing that's going on in my head and I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> well, now all zero people of my audience know. Uh, what's the yeah. last good thing you watched? Uh, Modern Family. Wow, that's kind of a disappointing answer. I'm, I'm, I'm the only, I the, the first thing I'm judging you on. Uh, I know. Who I do you look up to? No one. No, I need it. I need. I need anyone. Gandhi. Oh, hey, I hear he was a little problematic himself. If I'm being completely honest. I know. That's why I'm looking up to him. We should all have problems. <laughs> How many? Tacos do I eat? Uh, three or five. Three or five, got it. Favorite food? Um, oh, I just made uh, Alfredo from scratch. Amazing. Mm. Uh, what's your pet peeve? Um, people that clean underneath their nails in front of other people. Oh my God, do you know a lot of people who are doing that? All right, uh, no shoes, no shirt, no service. I mean, in the business that I am, totally acceptable, but also unacceptable if it's at a venue. And you're out of time. Cool. <laughs> All right, so I think people kind of get a gist of who you are now. Like, there's no other questions I would personally have. If, I, if this was our first interaction, based off those questions alone, I feel like I, I know you already. It's like we're best friends. I know. So weird. It's like it's been over a decade. Okay. Don't make me feel old, okay? <laughs> All right. So, my uh, topic for this week is specifically geared towards you. Because, in a way, you live my dream, Okay. You're your own boss. So my question for you is, what's it like to be, you know, your own boss, be self-employed? And what are the pros and cons to that? And I'm going to weigh in as someone who's never been self-employed and tell you what I think it's like. Okay, cool. Well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons, right? Mm -hmm. So... Definitely, like, the pros would be, like you were saying, I'm my own boss, right? But I also am not my own boss, if that makes sense. Because I work for my clients slash couples, quote-unquote, right? Mm -hmm. And they think, some of them think that they own you. But they are your pet, you know, and they can do anything and everything for you and you cannot complain. And it's just so terrible. And, you know, and then you have like their parents in that, like, that gives me trauma, you know? Well, <laughs> like, hang on. I want to give, I want to give some, ready. some, some backgrounds for people now, uh, who don't know you already. Uh, Louisa's a photographer, occasional videographer, like camera extraordinaire uh she does primarily elopements um weddings um basically anything you could think of she's done it uh just so they know because I, I don't think they would know when you're talking about your client base they're they're not they wouldn't know who these people are yeah that makes sense yeah so i've been in the wedding industry for uh eight years professionally four years i mean about 10 years really but yeah, I've been in it and I've gotten my back at jazz, but I definitely love it because I'm my own boss. But like I was saying, it's just like people really like to take control of over you and all this stuff. But um, the cons are that 
you have to meet certain deadlines still, you know, you have to meet expectations and you have to make sure that you bend over backwards and do everything possible for their families and stuff. And it's just like, they expect, like families expect a lot of traditionals and my couples are like, go have fun and be artsy and do whatever you want, you know, and that's the pro, but the con is family is sometimes, you know. I love that. I love that one of your cons is just family. And you're just like, family, it's one of the negatives of my job. That's why I love elopements, you know, and I've done weddings for so long, like full blown. But now I'm like, you know, getting into my niche and trying to figure out like, like five, 10 people I can handle. More than that, I'm like, oh my God, gouge me with a watermelon spoon and take my Okay, well, with a watermelon spoon. At first, when you said watermelon, I go, that doesn't seem that violent, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> exactly. Very <laughs> blunt. It's <laughs> just going to take me I like to picture Garrett, you know, like when he cuts a melon in half and he'll just like... You just eat, eat the whole melon? I don't think he's done that since <laughs> he was a kid, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, man, that's sad. Someone, that's should, someone should get him back into that. Does. Yeah, he needs to get a melon again. <laughs> he needs to really get back into his melon. For Christmas, I'm going to buy him half a melon. No, no, you have to get him the whole one so he can have two. Oh, just half a melon. I think that they, way he can reminisce on the first one. I think they sell those. Like, just half a yeah, melon. Probably at, like, Whole Foods or something. Hey, people don't want to pay for that full melon. That's right. <laughs> okay, so... It feels like you're leaning into the the cons. What are some of the pros? Um, the pros are that I get to be artsy. I have. Oh, this is super cool. I made my own name tag, which is pretty cool. cool. So, you know, so because people for like to forget my name, you know, just a little name tag. <laughs> oh, it's magnetic, too. That's nice. Yeah, very cool. So it doesn't ruin your shirt. Um, yeah, it's just. You know, you get to, like, be your own person, dress how you want, have as many tattoos and piercings, you know, and have fun. And you get to travel and meet new people. And Matthew, my, Matthew or, like, my husband and I have uh, stayed in our car for days and just gone up to, like, random locations and parked at a crazy campsite that had, like, no toilet. And we you know and then there I am editing photos and stuff it's very fun it's definitely an experience you know it's fun so the freedom I guess would you would say is the number one pro yeah totally I will say too going off when you're talking about cons it sounds like you you need to be a very specific type of person to be able to be your own boss if you're not self-motivated it will never work like if you, if you, if you don't have the focus, like I think most people, like I'd say 90% of people you come across wouldn't be able to do what you do. Not from which the technique. <laughs> really? Which, yeah. Which is so crazy to me because like, you know, like living, you know, with like multiple mental disabilities and then being able to focus on something so like, like niche and like make timeless photos for somebody you know and like really do that is so crazy and then like have people come like I've had people tell me like oh I could never do what you do and I'm like really you can though <laughs> like, you know just like practice and have you know people just can't you know it's weird to me it's I will say I think you're being uh like a you're not giving yourself enough credit here because I, we've done, we, we've worked together before. We've done weddings before and I'm not personable. Like I don't work well like that. And you're one of the, the most hostile, aggressive people I've ever met. But when you work a job, you are the, the most accommodating. You're, you're, you're super, uh, you know, gentle and patient with people. People can't do that even, yeah, I mean, I think like if you have, and maybe like you're saying, maybe I'm just beating myself up, but I think maybe if you have customer service, like in your back pocket, and you learn how to like please other people, I know? think you overestimate. Like, I think you overestimate people in general. Like, like I think I think I, I think I had really great customer service when I worked, you know, retail or whatever. But when it comes to working, like I I guess it's the openness too. I I just can't. 
relate to people as quickly as you're able to. Like, because I'm not selling, I've already sold them. Like, I don't need to, to sell yeah. them anything anymore. I'm working the job. They can't not pay me. I'll just not give them what I have. <laughs> so I don't need to, I don't, like when I was selling things at like a retail store, like I'm still trying to make the sale. I've already made the sale. I don't need to do Jack anymore. Yeah, that's true. I feel you. Well, like, you know, this like kind of leads to one of my other topics though. Is that like, I was uh, going to talk about, I was going to ask you about like uh, career and work trauma, you know, like what are the traumas that our work and our past work has given us? Cause like you've worked movie theaters and radio shack and you've done McDonald's. Like you've done so many like I <laughs> things, you know, yeah. and then I at Carlton, which was like, I've slept there, you know, <laughs> Like I've done nasty things, and oh my god! Like we, we know how to handle some people nowadays, you know. Believe me, but I, I think I've, I, I think I had better customer service when I did those things. Now I'm like, I barely <laughs> interact with people. I'm like, I have no patience for anything. I'm, I'm actively being cruel to people when I don't need to be. <laughs> like it's, it's a real issue. Yeah, I get it. I mean, like, nowadays, like, with my cons, right? Like, with my the family, I will call families out now, and Matthew has to, like, hold my shoulder. You know, like, it's like your mom or something that's like, shh, like, be quiet, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they grab, like, your thigh, you know, like, to tell you to stop talking. And Matthew will be like, shh, Louisa. And I'm like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that probably that's another benefit that I think you left out. Like you get to, you get to work with your, your spouse. Like that's dope. And, but again, I also think it takes a very specific couple to be able to do that. I don't think all couples are able to do that. Oh yeah. You need some, you need to like relate with your person, you know, like if you do not get along like a hundred percent, like I don't someone else could do it oh have that but you know like you know like Matthew and I we work together every day we see each other every day we live together which is crazy but uh wait no no okay that's not the craziest part of what you just said you you're you've been married for years now it's not crazy that you live together it's pretty intense you're killing me I'd go to the shower to get distance you know, then I call for him and he's just, you just, you just, you just call him on your phone in the shower. You're like, Hey, just want to let you know I miss you. Uh, hope you're doing well. (laughs) I'm not joking. Like I'm washing my hair and I'm like, nah. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm bored. Don't talk to me. See though, that's good. I love the relationship we have. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, that's perfect. I mean, I don't think, I don't think many couples will say that like they never get sick of each other and when they do get sick of each other they instantly miss each other like that's that's a good relationship man yeah i do like that guy all right ready for the the fun part of your topic where i play devil's advocate and tell you what i think uh all the the good stuff about your job is and you could tell me if you're wrong if if i'm wrong okay all right i think you get to basically do whatever you want you wait. You just take a job here and there, and then what? What you just goof around the rest of the time? I wish, dude. That's like <laughs> such a lie. But I wish I could be goofing around. I had couples, or not like couples, love us, right? They love. Oh, you're frozen. I don't know. It's very unflattering too. I feel bad for you. Hopefully this sorts itself out. What a time to be alive. Might have to uh, call back. No, there you are. Did you see me me trying to fill time being like, oh, this is all happening to me? No, I was just talking, and then I was like, I think she can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, okay, so go ahead and start from, we were talking about how it's a misconception, so you, you see all the time. 
Oh, yeah. So, like, I have couples that love me, right? Like, mm-hmm. 99% my couples love me. But one, that 1% will definitely be like, she looked at her phone once and she wasn't taking enough photos. Or she was dancing on the dance floor to reggaeton. Like, what was she doing? And I'm like, what the also, I'm pretty I sure... I cannot be 100% myself. E- sure. Even if you, you did dance, I'm pretty sure you still have your camera on you. It's not like you're like, well, I'm going to put this away and then get out there on the dance floor. No, I'm always shooting. Or, like, I'm shooting and not looking. Like, I've been I've been shooting for, like, what, like, 13 years now? Oh, it's right? been way like, longer than that. I'm going to need you to calm down with that. Remember, we've like, been out of high school for 10 years. Yeah, it's true. Like, I've been shooting for a while, you yeah. know? And, like, I know how to shoot. I know, like, lights. I know what I'm looking at. And, like, I'll shoot and not look because I don't want the couple to think or the person to think that, I, like, I want to get that candid shot, you know? Mm. And they'll be like, oh, she didn't even look at her camera. That's such a bad photographer. And I'm like, is it, or is it a really good photographer? Like, <laughs> or, or do I know exactly what the hell I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Like, the photos are fantastic. Not to toot my horn, but I know what I'm doing. Oh, no, no, no. Believe me. Every time someone's like lo- is looking for a, a photographer, I'm like, well, I know the best in the biz. And they're like, oh, really? I've never had anyone look at your stuff and go, oh, no, not my style. Uh, what they always say is, I want a photographer for $100. And I go, well, then you're going to get a dumpster. What are you... <laughs> I'm sure Home Depot can give you something. Yeah, you can you can find someone to hold a cell phone and and do that for you for a hundred dollars. People are crazy. I uh, I will say too because I want to go back to because like like I, you know I'm playing devil's advocate so I know like y- you guys are constantly busy. I just want everyone to know that every time uh, Luisa and I try to make plans, it's not my like I work a normal nine to five job like. It's never my schedule that messes things up. She'll like send me her calendar and she's like, these are what I have available for the next six months. Like pick a day. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll see you uh, June of 2022. Shut up. Dude. <laughs> I swear, I'll send you the whole month. And then you're like, oh, I'm doing this with my family on this day. And I'm like, well, that's my only day. So I guess I'll see you next month. <laughs> next month. Yeah. That reminds me, we have to plan again before 4th of July, so... <laughs> wait, 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 why before 4th of July? Because I feel like that's a good time frame okay, got to video in between. <laughs> okay. It's like, before we celebrate the independence of America, we need to make plans. We need to just see you guys so you could give you, you, give you the table and chairs. Yeah, and I have to give you the dog licking mat because I still have that oh, that's like You know what? I feel like that's a good trade. Yeah, I, I was. Really this is. I, I was gonna just start talking to you like we're just talking, like not on a show. I was gonna be like, "Hey, we we have some really good ideas for you guys for the table and chairs," <laughs> but uh, well, that's oh, for another ooh. time. Uh, oh yeah. Anyways, I was thinking about getting a stencil. <laughs> yeah. No, I was. I was telling. I was telling Elise that if you guys just uh, like basically like took off the old varnish because it's already kind of weathered because it was outside. Like it could be a yeah. dope table if you like put a new. Uh, Again, I'm sorry to the audience who now has to listen to me talk about this table, but I think it's going to be come out really great. You're going to be able to do something really cool with this table. Exciting. I'm so excited. I've been looking at like Pinterest stuff too and like trying to figure <laughs> out like what I could do with it. And I'm really excited. So yeah, back to the, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's think it. Let me, let me, let me uh, go back to uh, why I think you you have the perfect life and everyone should be jealous. Uh Honestly, that's kind of the only thing I ever hear. Is pe- what, what do you hear that people is a misconception? Um, that we get to, uh, like, slack off and be lazy whenever we want to. Like, like yeah, so, you know, like, as an elopement photographer, we have busy season and then we have slow season, you know? And yeah. slow season is between, like, November to, like, March. Right. People are getting engaged. You may do some engagement photos then, but not really. And they're like, well, you don't work that much. Like you work half of the year. And it's like, yeah, but during that half of the year, we're working 
four to seven days a week and we're editing and we're doing phone calls and contracts and talking with lawyers and trying to figure all this stuff out, you know, and it's like, well, man, even in your slow, we wish we could have a bake, it, a break. Even in your slow season though, I mean, it's, I've never known you to not have work coming up. I mean, other than the pandemic, but I've never known you to have like not jobs booked, like even in the slow season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm always working and, you know, I, I've done events like for hair shows and I do baby parties and Christmas things and Christmas cars and stuff like that. Like, I really try to work and the, the misconception is totally that we get off time and it's like, oh, you can like have a baby. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that is a, that is like, a I really... I've heard couples say that before. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like, I don't know if you know this, but... Like, that's not how free time works. <laughs> I just love that that's the first thing people jump to. They're like, you have all this time. Why don't you just have a baby or whatever? I know. Just take care of another life. Sounds good. I think the, all, the another misconception is, is how your work week works. So, like, people who don't see you working, you know, at 8 in the morning till 5 in the afternoon are like, Ugh. Oh, you, you get to just kind of do whatever you want. You make your own schedule. They don't understand. Like if you're editing, you might be working like 20 hours straight or yeah. yeah, Especially if you have multiple shoots to to edit. Yeah. You could be, you could be locked into your computer until your eyes fall out. Oh yeah. My eyes are pretty much falling out by now too. (laughs) You're like, I've lost, I've lost 14 points of my vision. So Oh yeah, it's pretty it's pretty small right now for sure. I don't shoot with glasses anymore because like I've scratched my lens so much that it's just like scratches oh. this way. So like I need new glasses and every time I get new glasses I'm like I'm not going to mess these up, you know? Mm-hmm. And like now when I edit, I'll edit with my glasses on and I'm like, "Oh my god, like this is so blurry. Like I'm so blind," you know? And I don't know what to do anymore. So, and I don't like contacts either. You know? Again, just a, a weird thing because we're two friends who, uh, like, I, I have you on the phone right now. Uh, you know, after I got Lasix, now when I'm shooting, like, with the, the eyepiece, if if I close my other eye, like, I can't see out of it after I open it again. I don't know if I'm squinting too hard or whatever. It's weird. That's interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Lasix. Well- <laughs> I was taught um, when I was going to college in San Francisco that you shoot with both eyes open. Yeah, and I've been doing that now out of necessity because I don't want to blind myself. Yeah, so, like, I do that. Like, I'll shoot and, like, I look really weird. But, I mean, it helps me. Like, definitely, like, like that counterbalance, you know, of, of stuff. But it's, I don't know. It's weird. All right. I have one more, I have one more misconception for you and then we'll uh, jump into your topic. Okay. Okay. Uh, Isn't it just an expensive camera? Like anyone who has a camera like that can do what you do. Can't they? Oh my God. Shoot me. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I had a couple recently and I, oh, I almost walked away from this shoot actually. And they said, oh, I showed him a picture. And I was so proud of myself because I'm starting to get better, like, uh, like during daylight, like bright, bright sun. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to like perfect that. And I showed him and I was like, look at this great photo I got of you. And he's like, dang, that's a good photo. Your camera takes dope photos. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was in such shock. I was like, no. I took this photo, the camera is just the object, I am the performer, you know, and he was like, oh yeah, my bad, and I was like, you're so Californian, dude, like, just walk away. It's, could you imagine if they did that with other professions, though? So, like, like, you get, like, heart surgery, and you're like, wow, your scalpel does, like, really good work, like, (laughs) I bet, like, if I had a scalpel like that, I could also do open heart surgery. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm not, I mean, we're not comparing like, you know, heart surgery. No, I'm just trying to make it relatable to another profession. Yeah, totally. It's the training. It's just like, yeah, it's the training and the work and all that stuff. Oh man, and the the, the other spouse was like, I'm so sorry he said that. I was such in shock. And you know me, like I cannot hide my emotions. And my face went like this to like, 
<laughs> you just soul left your body. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. But yeah, totally a misconception of, you know, it's the camera's job to do the work and stuff. Like, you know, and I'm so grateful that, that we've known each other for so long. Like, you've known me since I had, like, a point and shoot. Like, you know, yeah. and then I stole my mom's small camera that I have till today. And I still work with it to get, like, grainy photos, you know. Uh -huh. And I worked with some terrible cameras, you know. And I love my camera today. And, you know, it's it's fantastic. I, I definitely have learned how to, to work it. So, yeah. All right. Let me, let me, so uh, between topics, I check to see if the audience has any input. I'm going to check real quick. And then we'll jump into yours. It's not going to take long because I think there's zero comments. So we're just going to move on. I love it. <laughs> All right. Do you want I, me to ask you a topic? Talk to you about a topic? Yeah. No, that's the, the whole point of the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we've touched bases on a couple already. Okay. So that's, uh, that's good. Um, so I have a question. So Matthew and I went through our very last moving box this week. Wow. And yeah, very cool. And we organized gifts and letters and things that him and I have kept between each other throughout the years. So my question to you is, what do you think about keeping things like objects from relationships like, is that sentimental to you, or do you just, like, when you say, away, or do you believe it's just hoarding? When you say relationships, you you mean the current one, right? Like, it would be weird if oh, you're, like, and oh, these, oh, these are these are his his polos I used to borrow. I don't, I don't this is the most unrelatable. Oh, I can smell it. I can smell this. I can smell our love. <laughs> All right. Yeah, current relationship. Okay, so we we also have like a like a like it's a box, but like kind of like a scrapbook. It has like pages inside, and I think small things like at a certain point, I think it does become an issue. Like, like I did, like I used to keep every movie ticket I've ever seen, mm -hmm. and I tell you what, I see a lot of movies. At a certain point, that gets too much. So I started like because I used to keep the whole stack of like so I knew like how many people I went with. So you just keep one. So I think the same applies to like, if if you have like a concert tickets, instead of keeping both of them, you keep the one. Don't keep things bigger than a bread box, uh, which is a totally unrelatable term nowadays because no one has bread boxes anymore. But I, like, it's just stuck in my brain. Yeah. What about you? Have you have you when you organized? Did you do kind of similar rules, or you're like, no, we're keeping everything? I think you're a jerk for even uh, insinuating I should get rid of my stuff. <laughs> well, what's funny is like, okay, so Matthew and I used to write letters to each other before we started dating, right? So that's nine years ago or eight years ago now. So I've lost letters, right? Mm -hmm. Between moving from. San Francisco to back home to our new house. I've lost letters. But Matthew, on the other hand, has kept everything. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, well, let's organize our letters, you know? And a way that we, like, he was like, I, I used to, like, make every envelope handcrafted. Mm. And then I would do, like, a tic-tac-toe. So we would keep in track of, like, which letter kind of which was next. And he kept everything. And so he's like, okay, well, this is the next letter. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, it was it was fun. But, like, uh, he was a little, you know, saddened by the fact that I lost some. But, yeah. I mean, it was cool. And he's kept, like, every concert ticket, like, that him and I have gone to. And every, like, wristband from, like, you know, you're, you're good to drink. You know, like, he's yeah. kept all that stuff. And little gifts I've sent him and stuff and I'm like I may have like like a small <laughs> shoebox you know well I think but then I, I, I appreciate both perspectives you know like as someone who doesn't like to have like a lot of clutter like it would make me anxious if I kept every single thing that I've ever like that ever meant something to me even though I I for sure do I have a bag in my closet that has basically like every memento from high school 
like, but it's, it's into a tangled mess. Like, I don't even know what it is. It's like, it's become its own entity. Like, like I think it like yeah. could crawl out, oh, but I don't see that. Like it's in a closet, in a bag. I'll never look at it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is that I have everything that you've given me. Like I have every letter from like when you were in, like when you were going to college and I was in college. Like I have every letter that we wrote to each other. Well, I will say I have, like, we the were inconsistent. That you've made. I will say we were inconsistent with the letter writing. So it probably wasn't as many letters as you and Matthew had. It was probably maybe three or four the whole time. Oh, totally not, dude. I Man. swear we wrote a good like ten letters, I and then. I kept like your paintings, like your pictures of like the goat eating like the foot on a surfboard. Hey, I have that photo. I'm still. an artist, and man. I have, like, no, you totally are. And I have like <laughs> weird like um, cards and stuff. Like I have everything. And Matthew's like, oh, you have everything from Jenny. And I was like, she's my <laughs> best. <laughs> well, and those You're things. My those things were all collected in in more stable times. I mean, you've moved quite a bit now. It's harder to hang on to things. Exactly, but somehow I still kept your stuff. Hey, hey, look! I'm just trying to find you a loophole here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I I think I've kept I, I've kept most things, but I like I said, they're in that bag. Like I haven't looked at them because it's it's too much. <laughs> It is too much. Totally. Like even I wish like... I could share that. Okay. I wanna I wanna do a snippet uh for you, I think like maybe for Christmas, of the Avengers of Jenny and No, Renee. no, 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 just... no. Please don't. Look, I I have I, I already have so much self loathing, I don't need to see that. Like I don't wanna be like, no. oh, cringe. Oh no, it's not for the cringe. It's for how much we have like repressed. <laughs> we need to like figure out some memories you know you know it's so funny i was just talking to uh, elise like i'm still currently repressing because literally someone uh came to my like someone just got uh like sent to my office like uh temporarily like it's a temporary assignment and she comes into the office and she's talking to me like she freaking knows me and i'm not i'm not nice to anyone so I'm like what the hell is going on and she's like we work together in employee resources and I was like oh and I kind of remember right I go oh yeah oh yeah we kind of saw each other in passing and she goes no we ate lunch together for months and I just completely blocked this person out apparently like I'm currently repressing this was within the last couple years that's pretty and there's nothing, there's, she's a nice person. There's no reason to even repress her. It's not like I was like, how dare she spite me in this way. I'm just like, meh, not important. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. I washed away. <laughs> I still don't want, I don't, I, I still don't know if I want it, by the way. The the adventures of Jendi and Randy too much. I don't know. I'm going to figure something out for sure. <laughs> However you end up doing it. Make sure only I'm seeing it. <laughs> like, don't blast it on social media. Cause I oh, will... no. oh, yeah. I won't post it on social media because, I mean, no one needs to know us that much. But, you know, definitely Matthew and Elise totes, you know? Oh. You're going to send me that video, and I'm going to send you a video of me just sapukuing. Just... <laughs> That will be a part of Adventures of Jenny. <laughs> That's Jenny. episode two. It's a poku. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't so, even. Um, I was gonna say I don't even remember what the topic was. Oh yeah, it was just like hoarding gifts from friends okay. and relationships. So I think we're good. Okay. Well, look, I think we should still go, keep going because I feel like we get to more of your topics. Gonna make sure there's still no thanks. Nope. There's people watching. It's so weird. There's people watching right now, but no one's commenting. Also, I want to bring up the topic of what I'm holding right now. And I have major anxiety, so I ripped off my fabric from my keypad holder, <laughs> my wrist holder. So now I'm just playing with the fabric. See, I, I'm glad you, you touched on it because I was wondering, but I wasn't going to talk about it. I was like, I'm pretty sure she's just holding up a sock, which I think is weird, but whatever. 
It's, oh, you know, I want to wonder, do you have um, anything from, like, being a baby, like, a security blanket or, like, a stuffed animal at all or something like that or no? Uh, my only security blanket is repression. Uh... Oh, very nice. <laughs> No, I think my I, I think I think my parents do, but I don't have anything. Very cool. Yeah, Matthew has two stuffed animals and a baby blanket. So, so actually, cool. technically, I do still have like like I have a I do have a stuffed animal, but again, it's at my parents' house. Like I. Like I won't bring it here because again, I'm trying to to live my 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 minimalist lifestyle. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You gotta go through your stuff, Jenny. You gotta go through it all. My emotional know? baggage is that where you're flying? Yep, that's what you gotta go through. Uh, okay, uh, I'll I'll work on it, but it's <laughs> taking me this long. Okay, okay. I have my next my next question. Okay, I'm just gonna jump into it. What is uh your biggest fear? <sighs> yeah, that's right. Oh, easy. Actually, I 100% know this. Okay. Uh, uh, my biggest fear is dying without doing anything of value. Ooh, that's a good one. Like, I don't want to just, like, disappear into the ether. Because I don't think there's anything that happens after we die. So, <laughs> the only the only way for, like, my memory to be like, kept alive is if I leave something important in the world. Yeah, that's a good one. What are so, you? Like, yeah, it's like, you can't just ask me that question and not answer it too. Well, because I just had a follow-up. But I guess like mine, so I have two, right? Uh-huh. So I have two biggest fears. One is being um, incorrectly like put into jail, like falsely accused. <laughs> that is, okay. <laughs> I have to say that is such a specific fear. No, yeah, it is. It's definitely a fear. It makes me though. it makes me worry that you're using this podcast as an alibi because I haven't seen Matthew today and you killed him and you're like, I don't know why it just scares me that I would be incorrectly put in jail and you just wipe the blood off your shirt. I used borax and bleach today. <laughs> no, like um, I don't know, like I just like feel like being falsely accused is such a huge thing nowadays and it has been for years you know and decades and stuff so do you specifically think murder because the way you're talking about it is sounds like murder well like okay so there was like this uh okay i'm just gonna bring this up so there was this trial of this chicano man Mm -hmm. that was put into custody because he was uh he looked very similar to the person to the suspect Mm -hmm. you know and he was actually out at at dodger stadium with oh i saw this yeah very crazy and you know the thankfully the lawyer was very dedicated and wanted to help his case you know and all that stuff so but he could have been in prison for years and all that craziness and so i was like oh my god that could happen you know what the benefit (laughs) of that is though what? So say you spend five years in prison, right? Then oh yeah, you get money. In oh, you get sure. you get so much money. You're like, mm, quick two million dollars for me because I spent some time in prison. And in prison, you get jacked. So you come out of prison with two million dollars, a six pack, and, and you know you've read a hundred books. So who's winning in the long run? I don't know. I still don't think I'm I would just, win. I'm just you know, being like, you know, dyslexic, I think reading would be hard for me. Or we could watch a lot of TV shows. Be, <laughs> I feel like I would definitely be put into a gang of some sort, probably. Mm, yeah. So, so you you get tried and go to prison uh, incorrectly, right? And then yeah. you start committing real crimes because you're in a gang now, and now you have to stay. You know, in I have prison. to. You know, I have to. You know, <laughs> I'm a ride or die person. You know, I have to stick by my people. So. <laughs> Blood in, blood out. Exactly. Okay, so that's my first biggest fear. Okay. My second biggest fear is, and what's crazy, this is crazy, this is mind-blowing to me, is that I'm scared to die young now. Really? I do not want to die young. I want to live a very long, healthy life. I have to say, as someone who's known you for a long time, I think this is a really good sign of where your mental health is at. I think that's like excellent news 
very glad you want to live a long and healthy life. Yep. You know what? I appreciate that. Keep that fear inside of you. I, I think it's a good fear to have. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the wrongful imprisonment one, questionable. But hey. I can live a very long and fulfilled life. In prison. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god I just I get to have my own garden I guess hey okay. most prisons I don't think are going to give you a garden I know <laughs> I can dream alright let's, let's, let's see the next one I, I, I'm loving your topic so far okay what's the f- most favorite thing that you own what's your favorite thing that you own you could like if it's given to you or bought, not created, but given to you. Or Wait, bought. what do you mean? What do you mean not created? Like you didn't create it. Oh, okay. I was never like I hate everything I make, so it was never going to be something I made. You know, as an artist, I understand. <laughs> yeah, as soon as as soon as I finish something, it disgusts me. Just yeah, I, I like, will never. I could have done. I could have done this, this, and this, and this, and this. You know? won't, even, won't even check that. It won't, it won't even look at it again. <laughs> I, I have not rewatched a single film I've made. Really? I have. Really. I, I'm telling you, I've kept everything. So I even have your senior year screen playing uh, booklet of like the numb like screenplay that. Oh, you I have, do have like, that too. Name. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a little like a scrapbook for Jenny and I. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I definitely still have that too. Because that's, that was a proud moment, but I'll never rewatch Numb. I'll never rewatch Numb. I've shown it to people. And they go, sure. wow, this, is, this feels like a student film. And I go, probably. No, that's not what they say. They go, wow, it's very interesting. <laughs> they go, and wow. Go, interesting how. <laughs> they go, wow, that really, I was having a great day and now I'm not. <laughs> that's what is supposed to happen. <laughs> That was, yeah, I, I was like, as a, as a young filmmaker, it's like, you know what I want to do? Ruin people's days. <laughs> Completely turn them upside down. Hey, hey, you thought you were having fun today? You're wrong. You're shit. Okay, so my favorite thing. Honestly, it's a new thing. And it's, and it's out of necessity. So I got my, so I, I love journals, right? But I hate them. I because there seems there's like a, a permanence to them, and so I get this weird anxiety about like writing in them because I go well once I start writing it like I can't undo it right. Ouch! But okay. Wait, wait, explain your your thought process here. Cause I, no, I'm just saying you can like put white out on it right, and then it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. but it's not perfect anymore. It's not pristine. Okay. I understand what you're saying about being pristine because I have several journals and you've seen them where I have written them out, ripped out the pages and then rewrote everything I was talking about. So I understand what you mean. Yes, yes. exactly. And I like, I like it when they're kind of perfect. Like I want it to be like filled with good ideas only. I don't want to like put something and be like, that was garbage. Why did I write that? That's stupid. So I recently yeah. bought, and I, and I have it here now. I recently bought this journal here and it has like where you, it's refillable. Ooh, very cool. So when I want to take something out and I go, this is not up to snuff, I literally just take it out. There's no like residue. It's endlessly fillable. I could have this journal for the rest of my life. And it's helped so much with like, like writing down ideas and it's, it's been an invaluable tool to me. How cool though would it be if you got another journal, uh-huh. right? That's like the same thing, and then you put all of the bad pages inside of that journal, and then you kept all the good pages in the other journal. How cool would that be? I should consider doing that. I'll just hang on to the pages for now. Yeah. And then if so I cool. want to buy another journal, we'll do that. Yes. And that'd be fun, to, you know, to see like the two different sides of like your brain and how they work and stuff. <laughs> what, what, like one is just like really like beautiful, like artistic film ideas. And the other one is just like banana pancake. <laughs> and, uh, don't forget to, <laughs> don't forget to wash your pants. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm glad these two sides of me like <laughs> makes yeah. a lot of sense. It makes you, it makes you human though, which is nice, you know? So. I mean, 
Okay, what is your favorite thing? Um, I think my favorite thing is... <laughs> I can't believe you thought these topics up and then didn't think of your own answers. Well, this answer I've been thinking about all day since I've written the topics out. Mm-hmm. And I've came up with quite a few, but I'm trying to decide on which one is my most favorite. So I would have to say, okay, I would have to say this little box that Matthew and I found in Oregon. It was when we were visiting his grandma and his grandma's brother, which is like, in my my family would be like a Theo, but I don't know what that is, um, to his family. Hmm. So um, they, he lived like on a boat <laughs> and he had like this area where it was like, where people just like, oh, I don't need this anymore. So it's like this little box and it's like this little boy fishing. <laughs> and it's a music box inside, which is really cool. And we keep our vows and we keep the ring box that you made for, for us as well in there. And it's, I think it's my favorite possession that we found. And, That's so and nice. And we keep our gifted things in there. So yours yeah. is, so, is so much more profound. Mine's like, I bought a journal for myself. <laughs> and you're like, we have this thing passed down from generation to generation. It holds our most treasured objects. Things <laughs> that we found it. It's, there's found, bird poop inside of it. <laughs> we found it in in the house of our ancestors. And it, and oh it, and it sings the melody of our people. And it's beautiful. <laughs> That would be pretty tight, but the music box is broken. I think I should try to fix it. I was going to say, yeah, you should see if you can fix it. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's like this creepy song. It's like, do do ba ba do do ba ba. I think it's funny that in your mind you go, this is very creepy what I'm about to sing right now. People better hang on to their pants because this is the spookiest song they've ever heard in their life. Hilarious because, you know, Matthew's a musician. I'm sure he could come up with something. With something actually there, spooky? Yeah. And you're like, do, 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 do. <laughs> that is creepy, though, isn't it? No. Like <laughs> okay, right. so do you have any topics or should I just keep going? No, you should keep going. The, I told you, you go for, you're supposed to bring one topic. We're only going through yours because you prepared so many. Okay, well, I don't know. You know me. I gotta be overprepared. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure if, if, as long as you're having fun, I think we'll have you on again. When I say we, I mean me and my producers. You guys okay with that? They are. <laughs> All right. So, so next time, though, maybe only one topic. Okay, sounds good. Okay, I only have two more left. And okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's a good one. How has your art changed and developed over the years? Okay. So I, I want to say it, it, it's, it was on a, on a bell curve. Okay. I think it was really good. And in the last five years, it's taken a real dump, <laughs> but I think I'm on the upward trajectory now. Like, I think, I think I, I'm more willing to take risks again and, 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 and do things that I think are genuinely interesting. I think working for the man has made me like, I, I cared too much in this, like in, in the down part of my bell curve, I, I was, I cared too much about making things that are traditionally good. Like, like I, I think things look fine. Like I, I make the stuff I make, I'm like, yeah, it looks good. It looks professional, but in my heart I go, but I hate it. Yeah. Whereas I think like I rather make something that kind of looks like a little more amateur, but like makes you feel something. Like th- when I make people feel something in my work right now, it's it's manipulative. Like I'm using really sad music. I'm I'm focused. Like I'm cutting around people's stories and making it only the really sad parts. Like it's manipulative, and I feel that when I make it, I go. Look at what I can make these people say. Look at what I can, look how I can make these people feel. As opposed to like genuine like emotions where I'm like people just see like, they just see someone's story and they go, I can empathize with that person. Like that's a true human connection. And as opposed to like, and then my daughter died. And I'm like, yeah, of course people are going to feel bad. Like it's just a sad thing someone said, like with sad music. So I think, I think, 
we're on the upward trajectory. I think I'm self-aware now. I'm, I'm trying to, as, as much as I can, to step away and, like, do actual creative things on my own again. It's just hard, man. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. And, you know, like, I guess, like, my follow-up question would be, like, do you have anything to look forward to in, like, your art in places, like, Yes. And we're, and maybe, maybe after the show, I'll keep you on for a little bit and tell you about it because I like, uh, I start like, I'm telling you the journal's doing magic for me. I'm currently writing a feature film that I want to try to film. Ooh, very cool. That's exciting. And, and it feels very authentic, like almost too authentic. Like I got to stop self-inserting myself into my work, but it's the only thing, it's, it's the only thing I know how to do. I'm like, Hey, the, me perspective is the only perspective that I know. Okay, I want to yeah, hear that. I mean, nothing's okay. wrong with that. So sorry, just real, real quick. Uh, like Jonah Hill, you know, with the, the 90s, right? Like mm-hmm. that movie that he did. Fascinating and beautiful story, you know, and that that's primarily based off of him. And um, uh, Mania 2 is one of like one of his conceptions too. So that's a beautiful film. And just keep doing, you know, what you want to do. And then, you know, when you're ready to dive away, just dive away. And I'm really excited to see you grow in your art. And I've been missing it for sure. You're you're like, because I feel that. I feel like you're trying to manipulate my emotions in your garbage (laughs) mini documentaries. Never, never. You know, like I just found a hard drive that I haven't opened in six years, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it finally worked on my computer I plugged it in and all of the images came up which was so exciting and the images that were on there were from San Francisco when you and I went up to that forest and it was like the old uh forgotten military base Uh you remember that and you know we recorded for you and we took pictures for me and I was like man I miss like really working on our art and like really striving and pushing each other even though we were mentally so handicapped. Like, oh, no, yeah, no. We, we were debilitated. Hey, I will say, yeah. remember earlier I said I've never rewatched any of my stuff? I haven't rewatched that that film in its entirety, but you know what part I endlessly rewatch? What? That the perfect, the only time I've ever done a perfect dolly shot with the shoes walking outside. Ooh, it's so good still. Mm. It's it it, it 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 elevates that entire film. Like you can watch the thing and you're like, this is this feels like a student film, and you get to that dollar shot, you go, oh my god, they hired a crew for this. <laughs> it's the only part of that worth watching. That's so funny. That's so awesome. I'm excited, and you know all of the stuff, the technical stuff that you're learning with like working for the man stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that's gonna help you too. Oh no, hundred percent. All right, so yeah. now you have to answer. So how has your art changed? Oh my God. It's so crazy. So I would say that like, and you've seen me like, you know, just off like my Instagram. I recently in October last year did a shoot with one of my favorite couples and they let me choose the location, choose the outfits, have fun. And that was like me coming out again, you know, it was so much, so much fun, you know, and I just want to dive back into that, even like with the past work where you've been my models, you know, and Elise and Matthew and stuff like, I just really want to get back into that. And uh, it's definitely developed from focusing on me to uh, opening it up to having others portray me now, like my mental thoughts, you know, which is interesting. So like I follow this one photographer, uh, her name's it's her Instagram is drea.film and she just photographs on film and sometimes she does DSLR stuff but it she reminds me of me sometimes like past me where she's working with other people and trying to portray her own emotions and stuff and I'm like I need to get back on that you know like I have so many emotions in here and I need to express that with other people so I'm excited to see how that develops over the years and you know, with my past work, like, it's rough, you know, <laughs> like, it's not fun to look at. It's like you were saying, you know, like, we were, we were very focused on ourselves and trying to make people be empathetic, you know, and so. I, I, know. I, I will say, rough. though, some and of it's my... it's crazy that I do couples now, you know, like. I was going to say, yeah, because I will say still some of my favorite work of yours is still your your early stuff that is, is very self-focused because it's, it's 
conceptually so interesting. I think I think you always had a really strong grasp on on being able to conceptualize and visualize what what you want to say in a, in a single image. So more of that, please. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're right. But okay, last. Oh no, no, I will. No, I'm gonna. But I will say, I really like the idea of you do now combining the two. Because I think that keeps you from like harming yourself because you're putting yourself into like a dark emotional state and gives you more creative control because as someone who's directing other people, come on, you could, you could, you could make things that you would never be able to accomplish just by yourself. Yeah. Like I'm very excited for, I have a new couple, um, that hired me just for my past work. And they're like, we want you to do that for our wedding. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, I don't even know what that means, you know, like, and they're like, we want, and they sent me like a uh, mood boards, right. Of things that they like from my work. And they're like, we want this type of stuff from you on our wedding day. And I'm like, oh my God, like, please tell your family, <laughs> you know, like, it's going to be emotional. <laughs> That's Very excellent. Nervous. It's making me sweaty just thinking about it. Nah, nah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna it's gonna be fulfilling. I think if 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 they like you for just what you are. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's get this last topic up there. Okay, it's a it's a doozy. I save the best for last for sure. <laughs> okay, so I bring this up because I have a recent photo that I found on a CD because like I was telling you that I went through all of our stuff in our last moving box. Um, and I found a photo of you and of I two different times, um, where I was at my smallest weight Mm -hmm. and you were at your smallest. And how do you feel now about our, yours and my body dysmorphia? Where are we feeling with that? Ooh, um, it's been, it's been, I, I will say there's been a couple things recently that's been like, it's been a hard, it's been a hard time. Like COVID has definitely like, le- like I was working out every day and COVID has made it so like I haven't been. And so that's definitely affected me. So there was one day like two weeks ago where I, I sobbed like openly wept because I had to wear my SCS uniform like, which is like, like very tight. Right. Cause when I wore it before, it was way before this to the point where I couldn't breathe when I was wearing it. And just the, the anxiety that induced openly wept, just wept so much. Uh, but overall, I, other than like really inciting incidents like that, pretty good. (laughs) I say I, it's been pretty good. I, I think there's like, but I think that's forever. Like, you know, it, as much as I wish it wasn't like body dysmorphia is forever. Like in, and, and, and I think there's definitely like really positive ways to, to like live with that and, and make healthy decisions even beside that. Uh, so there's going to be times where like things are going to be hard. And, but I think both of us have found really like good support systems and like better views of ourselves in general. Like it's not about like being as skinny as possible. It's about being comfortable and healthy. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, I've been watching a lot of like TikTok, right? Like like, during COVID. It's my disease. Yes. (laughs) Yes, totally. And, um, there's these people or there's these like women that I watch and they, put on clothes and they say the clothes is supposed to fit me. I'm not supposed to fit the clothes. Mm. And when I first heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> like I have clothes in my closet right now that I can go and get. And it's like shorts that I'm like, I'm going to fit into these one day, you know? And I have those things. And I, when I heard that, I was like, that's true. Like, I've always had the perception of I need to fit into this dress, you know, like, like the dress has to wear me. I don't wear the dress, you know? And so nowadays I, I mean, I've gained so much weight due to COVID, you know, and due to like medication 
stuff. And just recently, I've been trying to find clothes that I fit into, you know, not thinking about like the size of them, just being comfortable and trying to feel okay with it and stuff. And when I saw that picture of myself at my lowest, I was like, oh my God, I do not look good. I do not look healthy. You know, and I thought that I was so fat and so disgusting at the oh, time, yeah. you know, and I look at it now and I'm not jealous of that person. I'm definitely concerned for them now. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, no, so. I've 100% seen photos of me like in high school when I was just, just thin, like th there's no muscle or anything. And I go, oh no, yeah, that doesn't look good. But right. I have photos when I was doing MMA fighting where I almost had a six pack and I go, no, that looked great. Why wasn't I, because why? <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't doing anything unhealthy other than just working out a bunch in a healthy way. I never even felt like I was working out. I was just fighting people and it's super fun. Like that's yeah. what I should aspire to. Like I, I don't want to aspire to the person who like, clearly was doing unhealthy things to like get to some kind of desired goal. I didn't, wasn't even trying to lose weight when I was doing MMA fighting. Like I was just having a good time. Like, I think that's what everyone should aspire to. Like, don't, don't aspire to the person who is just trying to look a certain way, like work out because it's good for you, but do it because you're having a good time. Not because you're trying to achieve something that you don't know if you even physically can. Right. Angry. I'm proud of us, Jenny. Look at us. Hey, look far. at us. Look oh. at us. No. Okay, well, did you have fun on the show? I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to plug yourself real quick? Where, where should people find you? Nowhere. <laughs> Come on. What if people hear how great a photographer you are? They want to book you. Uh, I mean, you can. Um, it's at the hops. That's a weird name. It's like hope, but with no E, it's an F. I just forgot how to spell my last name. <laughs> it's us. It's a T-H-E-H-O-P-F. It's my husband and I. He's a officiant and videographer, and I'm usually the director, which I've learned so much from Jenny and storyboarding and stuff, and I am the photographer. And yeah, so if you guys would like to look at my work, there it is. Anywhere else you can't find me. I'm hidden. <laughs> you'll, you'll never I'm find her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's going to be it for this episode of Late Night Date Night. We're live every Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday, right? We're live every Wednesday so. at 7 o'clock on Twitch. And then the podcast itself is available on all of your favorite listening platforms. So just listen. Tell your mom about us. <laughs> I think your mom would like us for sure. Not my mom, but your mom. Not your not mom. My mom. No, not your mom, but the audience's mom. Yes, okay. the audience's mom. <laughs> okay. Sure. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, bye.